Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Brett. How are you feeling today on this Friday? We're recording on a Friday. We don't usually record on Fridays. I know. How do you feel about that? I I feel good. How about you? I feel great. Do you? I'm happy. Are you? You know, I start Fridays with a swim. I'm I'm feeling good. I love Fridays. All right, we'll we'll save that for another podcast. Okay. We're you're, we're boring our guest ready. He's like, look at him. Let's, He's enjoying this. He's it. enjoying this. All right. All right. Today, our special guest is Philip Hertzberg. Philip is a lead financial advisor at Team Hewins, which is a wealth management firm with offices on opposite ends of the country in South Florida and the San Francisco Bay Area. He helps clients implement tax-efficient investment, retirement, and estate planning strategies. He is, I'm going to rattle off, I think, some of his titles. He is a certified financial planner professional, certified divorce financial analyst practitioner, certified trust and financial advisor, and accredited estate planner designee. And I'm pretty sure I shortened that list because it just kept going on and on. He's also a regular journal of financial planning columnist, which I'm a big fan of the Journal of Financial Planning. And he has authored or contributed to over 60 peer-reviewed estate, tax, and financial planning articles. He's been cited as an authority in numerous publications, including the Wall Street Journal. You've heard of that one? USA Today, CNBC, Morningstar, Miami Herald, South Florida Sun Sentinel, and many, many more. Welcome, Philip. Thank you, Jeff and Brett. It's a privilege to be here. Welcome. I would say qualified and certified. Qualified two words certified, yeah. used to describe this man. Yeah. We're, we're going to learn some things list. today. I feel like we're going to learn a lot. What today. do all those things mean? All those <laughs> certifications? Well, I'm here to educate you and to inspire you. Certified financial planner. It's a rigorous program. There are a lot of financial advisors out there, but with the certified financial planner designation, it's mm-hmm. a um, requirement takes uh, coursework related and financial planning involves all aspects of somebody's life in addition to the investment planning. So it involves also an ethics component and experience requirement. And then the other designations build around the financial planning. And so, I assume that you have probably, you have to do updates or whatever CE, like lots in, of, in law at CLE, but you have to do updates too, so... Yeah, I love education and and staying on top of all industry trends, and it really helps me. And as far as writing to others and also to work with clients that I have. Um, cool. So who out there do you think, like, who's who needs a certified financial planner? Who should be looking to hire a certified financial planner? The type of person, like a description. Well, anybody who needs help with their, not just their investments, but also their, in helping them invest according to their life goals, it involves far more than just looking at how, what what their investment strategy looks like, or how am I going to get the the best returns. I mean, we try to help them as well, help clients as well accomplish that goal. But it's important also to look at how a client is doing with their cash flow. And if a client is in a state where they may be struggling or not maybe saving as much as they would like, that would be an example of somebody who needs 
a certified financial planner. And then, is it a, isn't it anyone with money? Oh, well, not Doesn't just anybody. Money not just a, yeah, not just anybody with money. I think everybody needs a certain amount of financial planning and could do better in some aspect of their lives. Right. It's important for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's people who are young who are just starting out, right, to lay the framework and then fill in sort of the buckets as they go. Hopefully, right. Mm-hmm. People who are more more well established a little older or people looking for a slight change some right or to plan for a particular event whether it be my kids are going to grow up and go to college i want to retire at some point right i would think right. that there's different people different stages of life that may need a certified financial planner no absolutely and the best time to plan is well ahead in advance when changes could or adjustments could be made in their lives and people could be on their way to charting their paths and their futures, their families' futures. Yeah, I would imagine that a lot of people don't realize they need this help until, not that it's too late, but after they should have already been getting it. In other words, 20, you know, 10 years later than they should have started working with a planner, right? Yeah. Because a lot of what you do involves, you know, long-term strategy. And so it better to adopt a strategy early. And it's it's important to come, you know, as soon as you can in advance, because a lot of times if, if you're late in the game, sometimes people will have less choices um, right. as far as what they can or can't do. Yeah. So it's really, I guess, anyone in some kind of transition, getting divorced, getting married, starting a new job, trying to retire, having kids, you know, anything that's happening in their life that they want to plan for. It's in the name. Yeah. Financial <laughs> planning, planning yeah. right? Yeah. right. Well, but I think a lot of people think, "Oh, I can do this myself. I can yeah. invest in stock or whatever." Well, they Unless can. You can, right? If you just want to do right day trading, you want to do it on your own. You want to do buy a particular stock or whatever. Right. You can do that. I mean, now there's different platforms like Wealthfront or whatever, but that's one aspect right. to me, right? right. It's I mean, explain to everyone about like why, what a financial planner offers as opposed to just, hey, I'm going to go on Wealthfront and put some money in there. Well, a financial planner offers an investment strategy mm-hmm. that is you know, aligned with a goals, their goals and their family's goals and what they want to do in the future. Right. Wealthfront, going on an online platform and trading stocks sometimes without, you know, just on a whim or just... Basically, when you're not sure of how the investments are going to perform long term, if you're just looking at it from what am I going to gain out of it on a weekly or monthly basis, and, and you're not sure of what the investment is going to do for you, and nobody can predict what any one investment is going to do over a given week or month or even a year, right. that's speculating right there. So that's real. And, you know, speculating is almost like gambling. Right. So that's why you need the experience and the knowledge of a financial planner alongside other professionals who work closely with them, right. because that lends to a better experience for those people who need help and, and have life events like a divorce or death of a loved one. Right. So, right. so given sort of the state of everything going on in the economy, um, are there some sort of things you or strategies you're employing with some of your clients, not to give away trade secrets on this podcast, but generally speaking, that you would tell clients like buy low, sell high. Right, buy low, sell high. (laughs) But you know, stay put long term, you maybe get out of some things, you know, because it seems like it's pretty erratic. You know, any given day, you know, I think the market today is up seven or eight hundred points, but Mm. tomorrow, you know, or Monday it could be down five hundred points, you know. 
We just don't know. It depends on a person's time horizon and who we're speaking mm-hmm. with. But generally speaking, because sometimes you could be speaking to somebody mm-hmm. who may not have much time in, in their lives, who don't doesn't have any legacy goals. Right. And, but generally speaking, you know, within a year to few years time frame, maybe even up to five years, we don't know what the markets are going to do. We can't predict. But in terms of a long term approach, ten years or more. It's important to remain to an extent invested in the markets, you know, because generally speaking, you know, and this is based on history and academic studies, the stock markets, both the global stock and bond markets have produced positive results and that has resulted in growth in the long term. So that's the take home message there. Now, if one were to be saving for an important goal, like to plan for a wedding or to fully pay for a house or even a down payment, a 20% down payment of a house, if they needed that money within the next few years, then generally speaking, they should probably not invest in a more growth to aggressive manner Mm -hmm. in the stock market. So that it's important to seek the counsel of a financial planner when making choices like that. Yeah. And I always find that when, when the market's down, I just try not to look at my balances every day. If you look at them every day, you're just going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. So I try not to look at it at least, you know, at least not every day, just less frequency. Yeah. So well, that's Phil, a long-term play. Yeah, right. that's because, because I'm invested for long-term, for right. long-term right. right? I don't want to so. look at little dips, day, you know, day, same no. thing with gains. I mm-hmm. also don't want right. to celebrate gains and go, oh, I made all this money. I'm going to go spend it, you know, <laughs> buy a new car, whatever. I think it requires it was oddly specific patience. Mm-hmm. I know because uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, my and car so, is old. And sometimes <laughs> that's also where a financial planner comes into play because there's a certain amount of, of behavioral guidance that we can provide people who maybe who don't have the tendency to be as patient. So they need an objective voice, mm-hmm. being able to educate them and keep them on track and accountable for their goals. Right. So shifting gears a little bit, you mentioned to me that Team Hewins has a, has a unique feature that's that a lot of wealth management firms don't have. What is that again? So we help women as well as others who are undergoing life transitions. Mm. Okay. Is that divorce? Divorce. Okay. Death of a loved one. Death of a loved one. I got you. Okay. Right. Okay. And that's something that, is that um, one of the primary ways you interact with attorneys and do you do a lot of work with lawyers and law firms? Absolutely. We do. We work with all clients, especially with those who are undergoing a divorce or death of a loved one. We partner very closely with estate planning attorneys, mm-hmm. CPAs, as well as family law attorneys. Okay. There are also a number of other professionals we may also seek guidance with as well. And what about attorneys as as clients? Do you? We, uh, yes, we, we also I have a number of attorneys, attorneys as clients. Terrible clients. Actually, they might be really good clients, right? Yeah, I think I'm a good client because I don't bug my wealth manager right. frequently. I think they're... Yes. I guess I should ask him maybe yeah, you <laughs> before might wanna, I decide you might, that I'm a good client. I've had that. the privilege of helping yeah. many attorneys over the years mm-hmm. and they are wonderful to work with. Good. That's wow, a that was good, a great answer. That is such a wow answer for a lawyer's uh, podcast. Hopefully all of your attorney <laughs> clients are listening. You can tell us the real story after. Yeah, I would think professionals, owners of businesses... Life transition, but that's an interesting sort of niche. It's like a niche, if you will, right? Helping people in life transition. 
Absolutely. As far as the other area, I mean, group of people that I love helping are Mm -hmm. business owners Mm -hmm. and all all types of business owners. And they have a different set, a lot of them of challenges, wealth management challenges. A lot of them are successful professionals. But, you know, sometimes they may, when it comes to their personal matters, maybe they're not as organized as they would like to be. Mm -hmm. So that's where we come into play and we help them make decisions about maybe executive compensation, their stock option planning, estate planning, Mm -hmm. ramping up savings for retirement, all sorts of different strategies and different retirement plans we could help them save money on taxes with as well as take advantage of tax advantage growth. So there are a lot of uh, ways we work with business owners and I enjoy helping them as well. What are some of the, I mean, it's been a unique environment to say the least over the last few years, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some of the challenges you've seen from some of your clients given what's transpired over the last couple of years? Why something's happened over the last few years? No, no, no. Just throwing that (laughs) out there. Well, notably in 2020, with the onset of the COVID pandemic, Mm -hmm. and that's a global health crisis, we saw there were clients who were all of a sudden in a panic. It seemed like many of them were secure in, in their retirement planning. And all of a sudden, when the market sharply, the stock markets went down 30, 35%, a lot of them were were very concerned and scared of what their retirement was going to look like. If do I need to work additional years? Right. Am I going to be okay given what's going on? I mean, back then people just were frantic and didn't yeah. know what to do. So that right there, I think we've gotten past a lot of that. I mean, and people are you know now are, are situated in this new normal type of environment. But that you know that was concerning for a little while, and then even with working with attorneys. And we saw a lot of a lot of this last year at Team Hewens, and and there are a lot of people who who at the time, you know, maybe seeking the services of a financial planner for the first time, didn't get their estate planning documents in order, mm-hmm. and that's something you know, especially given you know the pandemic and everything else, that's something we also need to address with our clients as well, and something that we do, we we ensure that we refer them to an attorney and make sure uh, they draft and execute their basic set of documents in addition to anything else they may need, maybe business related, a buy-sell agreement, or they need to update it. Things have gone on in their lives. Yeah. I would imagine that during those chaotic times or or times of uncertainty, really, that you sort of adopt a role as a therapist, maybe more so than advisor, just calming your clients down. Yeah, that's and sometimes a lot of them, a lot of clients seek us or seek our, our guidance just to be a sounding board and to reassure them that they're doing the right thing and in, in staying invested in the market and not making any drastic changes mm-hmm. to their investment mix or not wanting to go through with that. So we talk it over with them. And after speaking with us, a lot of times, many of them feel like they have some clarity and better control over the situation. Right, right. Are a lot of wealth managers compensated on a sort of transactional basis? So is there an incentive for wealth managers to advocate or encourage more transactions, more buying, more selling? As far as the industry is concerned, there is a sometimes with a majority of firms, financial institutions out there, there's a mix where there is fee-based arrangements with investments as well as a component maybe where there's sales of securities and insurance products. As far as the type of firm that I work for, I work for what's called a fee-only 
financial planning firm. So we don't sell any stocks or securities or insurance products whatsoever. So we don't have any conflict of interest and we can serve as a, as a fiduciary to our clients and act in their best interest. So they have the assurance that we're making decisions that's solely in their best interest and we only get paid by the fees that you know our clients pay us. There's no other third-party payment of fees right. or providers that give us any compensation for anything that we do. Right. And, and so that's unique because other advisors, when they encourage their client to buy a, a certain insurance product or a certain fund or something, they get a commission on that. It is possible they can get a commission. That's where a lot of times the client, it's incumbent upon them to ask the advisor, are you getting, and they should ask this, are you getting paid in any way or compensated for making this recommendation? Right. Right. Those are the backside fees that are not prevalent, right? Like you said, they may be getting a fee from whatever fund or whatever entity that you're investing in. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something we do not have at the firm... I currently work right. at, and, mm-hmm. and we, we're a strictly fee-only model where there's none of that. I, I right. worked previously, the first firm or two that I worked at, there were commissions, and right. so I, I'm familiar with how it, it works. So you still will put your clients into an insurance product. You just don't get a commission for that. Is that right? I mean, we work as far as insurance is concerned. We do review policies. We cover insurance needs. That's a part of financial planning with clients. It's an important part. We make sure that they have coverage if if needed. What we do with the insurance aspect is we refer clients to an independent insurance advisor who we'll work with closely with. So that that independent insurance advisor, not affiliated with any one insurance company, will be able to provide the client with the best possible solution for their needs. And then you're able to help the client evaluate which is the best product and you don't have a a fee on the line. So like I'm always, when I'm talking to an insurance person, I'm always, I can never get comfortable because I feel like, okay, they just want to sell me the, you know, the highest, you know, (laughs) the the most valuable product because they're going to make a fee. And I I don't begrudge them for that. I understand Mm -hmm. it. I mean, it's just natural, but how do I get an objective view on which is the right product for me? You know, so unless you have someone like you involved, it's really difficult to discern that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's important to be able, you know, the insurance professional that we refer to by virtue of, of the fact that they do not work for any one insurance company, that they will seek out the best possible solution for the client and with our oversight really, you know, should help give the clients assurance that they're not going to be sold a product simply or that pays the insurance agent the highest commission. I like that. Yeah. I I mean, insurance is a just brilliant industry. Yeah. Like scares the crap out of you if you don't have it, but then what are the percentage chances that you're going to need it? And you spend all this money on the premiums and you have insurance for everything. It's the only product I mean, everything. Everyone buys yeah. and never wants to use. Right. Right. Like you buy this hoping <laughs> and, to never need and it. And how do you know so truly what the cost should be? Right. Like they yeah, tell you what it is, but you don't know. I mean, right. yeah. See, that's why you need someone like Philip. Exactly. Yeah. yeah we, in large, yes. But that's to identify a product as opposed to like, what's the real market? What's the value? How much should be paid for this? You know what I mean? That, that's. That's more difficult. I mean, that's set by the insurance companies, mm-hmm. typically. 
So, you know, we talked about before when should, should somebody work with you? And we have thousands and thousands, maybe millions of listeners who are young lawyers who listener. maybe they don't have an, maybe Singular they don't have listener. Yeah. a wealth manager. But I imagine someone who doesn't have a big savings calls you up. There's not that much you can do. So how does somebody start working with someone like you before they've accumulated wealth so they can do it, so they can start accumulating wealth? Is there a long-term approach to working with a wealth manager? Sure. The firm I'm currently at, we do have, I mean, even though we typically work with those who have a million or more in investable assets, we also have a program where those who are saving and in growth mode, we could work with, you know, within the next three to five years, we could work with them on their financial planning and oversee their investments until they get to a level where they're, okay. they're closer to that. So there is a way. But in addition to that, and just in general, there are a lot of different hourly financial planners out there. One made, if one is comfortable virtually, working with one towards those goals, there are some services out there, you know, nationwide, mm-hmm. you know, who also may have some people locally that offer services for people who, who can get help with their financial planning for their future and get on track. But it, it's just... There are ways I think uh, people could can help themselves and get quality guidance. Right, I would think it's um, yeah. Call now, operators are standing by. <laughs> yeah, no, no, so, no. But stay away from that. Right, yeah. Ge- geographically, <laughs> do you work with people everywhere? Because you, I mean, you guys have offices South Florida and Northern California, so. Yep. Yeah, we can see people in person in our offices in South Florida, in both Miami and Boca Raton. But Great we work locations, with, by the way. It's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Brett is from, no, I shouldn't no, say from. No. Brett don't, went don't, to high school. No, How about that? Brett went to high no. school in Boca Raton. For only for two years. <laughs> okay. Gonna He's a Boca that. Boy. You're going to throw that He's out a Boca air. No. Two God. years makes you a Boca boy. No, no please. Not, uh, please. Yeah. <laughs> I work really, anyway. We can move Sorry, on. Nobody can. The listener... Doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> we work with clients nationally. Um, we obviously we're in addition to we're, we'd love to meet everybody in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, part of the financial planning process is getting to know our clients well. But we can work with people on Zoom and remote, fully remotely, mm-hmm. and, and have clients as well. So mm-hmm. we're we're very comfortable with that approach too. Are the sorry are the offices down here more recent or is that you guys ahead of the times and open these offices some time ago down in Miami? We've had Miami offices mm-hmm. for a while. Okay. So previously it was 801 Biscayne, we're mm-hmm. at 4400 Biscayne Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And then the offices in Boca, we've had for also a while that's mm-hmm. on 2255 Glades mm-hmm. Road. Mm-hmm. It's right off Glades Road exit, so it's very convenient. Yeah. So San Francisco is the home base, is that that, right. Okay. That is, yeah. The headquarters mm-hmm. is there. Nice offices in the city as well yeah. as Redwood oh, nice. City as well. Oh, I've, I've been out there. Redwood yeah. City is closer to where Apple and and uh, very pretty Meta are. Yes. Northern California is nice. a nice yeah, spot. Nice. So, Philip, one thing that I was thinking in parallel between what you do and what we do is it's critical to our our service to establish trust with our clients and. Most of our clients don't have the luxury of a long lead time. So they're kind of thrust into needing us. They need us and they need us now. But for you, it's a longer term play. Do you have any sort of thoughts on how do you establish trust with a client? Well, trust is built, I think, over the long term. It's really, you know, I, I know 
in terms of law or the estate planning attorneys or bankruptcy attorneys for that matter as well, or or any commercial work, you need to right from the get-go make a client feel like that they are trusting you right away. And it's really the same principles and values, even though you may not have that time period. It's always doing the right thing Mm -hmm. by the client in terms of the ethics ethical, uh, to act with integrity, to always put your best foot forward, to deliver excellent service, and uh, try to give objective guidance as well. And those are the same principles that I follow. And, and, you know, I lead with, um, I try to lead with with character. And I think through that, the the client over time feels like they can trust you Mm -hmm. in the decisions that you make. So, but, you know, it's a byproduct of all those attributes rolled up into one. Yeah, I think, at least for us, I'm sure the similar for you, when clients come in, depends on how they got to you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, If there is a referral for someone they trust to you, that's going to immediately give some level of trust based on the referral. And then it's incumbent upon you and us with our clients, same thing, to show them that, number one, you have their best interests in mind right? Initially. And that can be just sort of how you convey what it is you want to do for them or what can you do for them. And showing that you kind of know what you're doing, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's at least, you know, sort of baseline, I think, initially to try to get their initial trust. And it may be, I don't know, tell me or tell us, do, you know, sometimes your clients come in and dip their toe and kind of say, all right, I have a few things that I want you to kind of work on. And then as they trust you, do they kind of give you more or yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, a lot of times people come to you and it's the same in both of our practices. They have, there's something that has prompted them to come to you. It's not just in, in my firm, it's not just maybe just the investments. It's, right. it's a lot, it's a bunch of different planning issues. Mm-hmm. And, this, and, you know, and, and your clients face similar challenges. So initially they come in, they're, they're worried, they have concerns. So it, it's very important right from the outset to make sure that, you know, that because they're not going to be able to open up and share what's going on in their lives or be able to trust you with, with giving you responsibilities and, and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's important, you know, right from the outset to show that you're a competent professional and, and one who is trustworthy because they're going to shut down if you can't do that. Or yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I also think it's easier when you're, Interests are aligned, and I think, like, economically, anyways. Like, so for yours, your fees, the more valuable their estate is worth, the more, you know, the higher your fees are. When they make money, you make money. Mm -hmm. And so we try to do that as often as we can, but we can't always. It's sometimes difficult for lawyers to align their interests with the clients economically. So some lawyers, more time it takes, the more money they make, and the clients don't want, you know, they want to spend less money. And so, yeah, on the contingency fee, arena mm-hmm. where we you know we do a lot of work in that space our interests are aligned and so we always prefer that but you can't always you know yeah, that's not always set that it right. up that's the right. structure that way so as long as you try to explain that to the client and they know you have the best interest at at heart i think they'll be able to understand that i i think many of them you know have an understanding especially those who have worked with attorneys before mm-hmm. of how you know the fees work and so right. and how compensation works for you as far as we're concerned, just small clarification here, yeah. but we charge based on my firm, uh, Team Hewins, investment assets under management. It's a tiered approach. If you know more investments, assets under management, you know, uh, over a certain threshold, 
there is a reduction in the fee. Oh, okay. Um, but that's that's how it's not necessarily not money in an estate, but no, and it's a percentage management. of assets under management. Right, yeah, right, right, right. And we're still yeah, on the same the side right. of the. T- we're still just like Jeff said. We're still on the same side of the table right. as the clients. If if they're not making as much, if they're not portfolio value has gone down, we're not taking as high as a fee. Right. Uh, right. But them. you're saying at higher levels, your fee declines. declines. Even, it's, you're you're making more, but at a well, lower rate. Declines exactly. at a percent on a percentage right. basis. Right. 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 So well, that's good. Approach. I mean, that makes. That make, yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure the clients like that because then when they hit those high levels, that means they've made a lot of money. Yeah. And they're saving on the fee. But, yeah. Well, not. But they just they just like the fact that they're making money. Right. I only at a certain point in time, maybe they're not even looking at the fee. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's good point. I like that. I like the sound of that. Uh, well, right. <laughs> um, so, are you from here or no? Pretty much. I'm yeah. almost a native South Floridian. I moved oh here goodness. when I was three. Almost. Just yeah. like Jeff. <laughs> almost a native. Well, what's, what does almost, almost mean? What does that mean? Moved here I, when you I moved here three. from New moved here from New York when I was three. So, right. And I've lived I, here all my life except for yeah. undergraduate years. Uh, so, I'm, you guys are both New Yorkers. Uh, but I thought, I, uh, uh, yeah. No, I'm going to go native. I think you two have a lot in common. <laughs> Jeff is native. Like native, native. Native. Native, born and bred, and as was my father. Right, born and bred, unicorn. That, Jeff's a unicorn that's, for a lot of reasons, but, <laughs> but in this case, he's second generation Miami. Wow, that's of. incredible. I'm Unheard proud of. of. Yeah. I'm proud of you. You should be. Yeah. Are you? Yes. All right. Well, that's good. I'm, that's good for you. I love where we live. We live <laughs> in paradise. We yes. Philip, paradise. This has been fun. We really enjoyed the time. If you like this episode, please give us a five star review. Follow us, share us with your friends and family. Contact information will be in the show notes. Philip's contact information is in the notes. Please reach out to Philip for some financial advice. Yes. And we will see you next time. Nelson, thank you. Thanks, Nelson. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Appreciate you having me on the show, Jeff and Brett. Thanks. Thanks for being here. For more information on this show and other resources, visit fastamron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn. Facebook, and Instagram at Fast Amron.